What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Push Through. Day two, JJ here in New York. You got uh, day one of JJ in New York last week in the episode. And man, we are, we're pushing through yesterday. Yeah. We, um, if you heard on the last week, yesterday we did something dumb called the hardest mile where we had to go around the, the track and each time we did a different, stupid, ridiculous movement. The first time around the track, we did burpee broad jumps. The second time around the track, we did walking lunges. The third time around the track, we did bear crawls, and then we ran like idiots and sore today. What about you? <laughs> uh, my legs are a little. Those lunges were making my legs make were making my legs feel a little rubbery. Yeah, but that that I think I feel the the most today. And then we woke up. I stretched a little bit, felt better. And then you're like, "All right, you ready to go on a run?" And I'm like, oh, "I guess so." Well, first we have to also say that. On last week's episode, we drew the awful workout of today. Oh, that's right. Which was going to be 1,000 step-ups and a two-and-a-half-mile run. But my wife, my wife came through. She vetoed that workout due to safety because it is a monsoon outside right it's now. It's literally been nonstop raining all so day. So we also realized that we had um, pretty much every workout had like some sort of barbell or a box or a rower. And I'm on a teacher salary here, so we don't have a really big place to be putting <laughs> stuff. So... We, there's, there was really no outside workout. So we went on a long run. Mm -hmm. It was good. I took you out on your longest run ever. Well, kind of not straight through run. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a difference between completing a distance. Okay. Like, right. I'm going to quote run a hundred K, but right. I'm not going to run for a hundred K. That's true. So yeah, you've complete, you've gone when I gave you what you did set, you ran for seven minutes, walked for three. Yeah. And you were supposed to only do that for 70 minutes and yeah, two hours. Yeah. So <laughs> you felt good though. You dude. went 10 miles, but you didn't. Do you think you ran six and a half miles of that? I don't know. I'd have to do the, I don't know. Yeah. I would say probably, yeah. So I have like a nice, and also too, I want to take JJ into the trail. I'll throw you into the bus a little bit here. That's fine. I want to take JJ into the trails and he's like, it's raining out there. My new shoes, they'll get dirty. I'm like... Is that what I sound like? Yeah, that's exactly how... No, actually, to me, you were like, oh, no, not oh, yeah. my new running shoes. <laughs> well, Dirt, blah, blah, blah. Coming from the guy over here who spends two grand on running shoes, I buy one pair, I'm like, holy Listen, shit. Listen, every time you tell the story, my my amount of running your shoes, shoes get higher yeah it's like if we do this for one more week episode it's gonna be like five grand ten thousand dollars in shoes i know i i have shoes for every occasion and the risk of sounding ridiculous i mean you're like this is my box of shoes for my flat shoe so if i'm gonna go out on a track or this is my shoe that has a heel and this heel is whenever i'm gonna be going to i'm just like dude i have one shoe and i walk run jog i do everything and that's you and then i told you i was like you need to have a different shoe for walking and running and you were like nope yeah. and then my wife was like from the other room you really should jj yeah. and you were like not doing it and then yeah, no she way. came in trying to be all the woman like explaining it and uh she got the picture quick that like you didn't want yeah it, no it's just not yeah i mean i don't i don't like i guess i don't like the word cheap but I just don't like spending money, dude. Like, I get it. Like the shirt I wore in that video when we did the longest, the hardest mile. Yeah. That shirt is seven years old. And Jay, you know I'm just as frugal as you. I know. But I'll tell you this. I think I'm a little. Hang on. 
let's be let's be honest here. I'm gonna give you a chance to like you're gonna win this one. I think when we go out, when we've been friends long enough. When we go out, when we spend, when we are making money decisions. I'm definitely more of the. Uh, hold on a second. You are more conservative. With yes. Money. Yeah. I think. I don't know. That might be skewed because a lot of the times where you and I go out and spend money, those are like important times and memories for me. And I have no, like there are certain things I will not spend money on, but there are certain things that cannot, you cannot put a price tag on them for me. And like creating memories and doing dope things is one of those things. So like when you come to town and we have an opportunity to do something, yeah, I'm going to spend the money, but yeah, I'm the over tipper. Mm-hmm. But I think one day yeah, you do tip a lot more than yeah. me. I'm over, Let me ask you're you not this. A, you're not a bad tipper. I'm an over tipper. So that brings up a good question for you, and also I'm curious for the audience, the listeners out there. I feel like lately we've seen a lot of the like you turn the screen around and it says like thirty, thirty five, and forty percent tip on the person who grabbed the sandwich from the back and gave it to me. And so I mean, I'll be straight up with you guys. Like I'm, like I'm not an amazing tipper by any means like i'm not i just i personally i hate i hate tipping i do like giving money to people whenever i'm like i like i'm in the mood for it or like the person did something really well or something nice like they kept my drink full like then yeah i'm like whatever tips stands for no to ensure proper service like tips are traditionally supposed to be beforehand like when you go to a wedding and you well you don't but when i go to a wedding the first drink, I put $50 on the bar because I don't want to wait in line for the rest of the night. Yeah. So they know, like, oh, that guy, like, I can cut the line. So, yeah, like, you like to, the holidays, you'll give a good tip. Yeah, I mean, like, well, we go out, here's the other thing. We go out to eat all the freaking time, and I'm like, I don't want to freaking spend 25% on a tip on a decent-sized bill every time. See, yeah, I like four shoes but never go out to eat ever. Yeah, I go out to eat all the time. And you only like one shoe. So it doesn't matter how you spend your money. As long as you know what you like. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when you when you wear a different pair of shoes for like... Well, hang on. Let me get back okay. to what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So I got sidetracked on this because I picked a nice, clean, not going to get your shoes dirty route. Right. And I have a good, nice, like, six okay. and a half, seven mile loop. So, well, hang on. The tip thing I'm not done oh, with. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. So the little screen thing where they turn around. I feel like everywhere you go now has one. Where do you draw the line and you're like, no tip? In a retail setting, never, okay. no tips. Yeah. No tips. Yeah, me neither. Um, Like the ice cream store and things like that? No. Nope. Same. Zero. I tip. Do you tip your coffee barista? No. Me neither. So like. Oh, you know who the honey are the, uh, what's the sandwich place we went to? A hometown hero. Yeah. So they had it. No. And there was like, I could like feel the people behind me like looking over my shoulder, like no. checking in. Okay, I didn't tip either. Like, and I, I think I always, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Most of the time, when it's one of those ways to tip, unless I'm at a restaurant, I'm probably not tipping. Right, I tip bartenders. Yes, and I also know like people in the industry that work for tips. What's your go-to percentage on a tip? Uh people are gonna fucking annihilate me on this answer. Yeah, like I'm an over tipper. So like I don't I generally just will round I usually like twenty like percent guy. Twenty five percent, yeah. Fuck. Like twenty percent standard. Fuck. 
Like tonight, the dude's gonna get twenty five percent. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. But so, like, my, so, but Christmas, you know, every every weekend in the month of December, I go to a different restaurant mm-hmm. and I match the bill mm-hmm. with a tip for Christmas. I do that every year. Uh, but yeah, like I like doing that stuff too. I also tip my garbage men. In the, we do Christmas gifts for garbage because trash guys. They hook us up. Yeah. They they take stuff they're not. I can't say all of the things that I put out are right. are under fifty pounds and cut to four foot squares and tied. Not, like mm-hmm. I tip those guys. I tip the postal workers. If like there's also a difference. Like at my old place, I had like the same UPS driver and FedEx driver. Like it was right. their route. So I tip those guys. Like I used to know if you watch Casey Neistat videos, like he mm-hmm. knows his delivery guys. Mm-hmm. If I know those guys, I'm going to give them like a Christmas tip. We do the same thing. But like the use of, uh the postal service, they've been like they've been suffering. So like I've I've gotten w- different postal service people and things like that, but So your go what's your go-to tip then? 2025? On like a, I'm talking like restaurant. Yeah, 2025%. So you want to you want to know what mine is? No. <laughs> I don't want to know. Cuz that's no, I don't want to know. I feel like it's worthy. Okay, go ahead. Do I really need to tip more than 10%? Well, does... Yeah, but see... And I, the, I'm not... Hang on. And I'm, there are times I... I would say there are definitely times I tip over 10%. Like, I would say usually on our smaller bills, I they're would, always over 10%. I would... Yeah, and like, there's there's times where, like, the waitress will go, like, go out of her way to get my kid a, like, small cup with a top on it. Or like... Oh, they always get... Yeah. Or like, if we... If, Avery spills a drink on the table like, hey, sorry, I know that's a pain in the ass for you. Like one thing we've noticed is like we'll order the kids a drink and sometimes we'll like not get both kids a kid's meal because they don't eat it. Right. So like we'll order Mason and kid's meal and then we'll just order and then they have to like split a drink or like we'll just get them both like waters or like they have to share the special drink they get. And the waitress will sometimes bring over Amelia a drink anyways. Right. Like that's like not a water. Right. And we're like, oh. Thanks. Like, we appreciate that. Like, right. those people get bigger tips. Yeah. But if you're just like, and here's the other thing, like, I really take personality and like your work ethic into it. Absolutely. If you don't do well when you are a waitress or a waiter, you're not just going to, you're not just going to get a 20, 15, 10% no, tip. I agree. Like, if you suck and I have to ask you to bring my drink and you're just not, like, there's people who wait us and they are miserable. And they hate to talk to us at the table. And I'm like, well, you're not really making this too enjoyable, are you? What annoys you more when the waitress waiter comes over too much or not enough? I would I would rather the waitress come over more because all I got to do is just like, give a thumbs up or like, yep, we're good. Thank you. Like, I'm fine with that. But at least if they're coming over and they're checking, like, I like my drink. I'll, like, I like my drink never to go bone dry. If I'm sitting there. And I have to wait. I would rather just go fill it up myself. Right. Like that's kind of like, that's just one thing that always has been a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> so when I get a, if you if you want to win me over, the best way to do it is to be able to have the waitress come in, get my cup, and keep filling it. Um, I'll tell you one of my biggest pet peeves. I know the place we're going tonight. It's going to be like this: the the bus boys that fill your water glass like every sip. Yeah, it is kind of annoying. That's going to be tonight. Yeah. Like, it's that high end where, like, literally, you're going to take a sip of water. And then, <laughs> you're going to put it down. You're going to look at me, and he's going to be filling your water. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's and he's not even standing by the table. Like, yeah, that's like, a little what, much for me. You, did, did they come in from the ceiling? Like, how <laughs> the fuck did he get yeah. here so fast? It's like a drop wire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, no, that's – I'm more of a <laughs> – We've been talking about tipping for 
<laughs> I'm more like, uh, you know, I'd rather them not come over. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean. After we get our food. Yeah, that's Like, true. you don't have to do the, how did everything Very come out? True. Good? Yeah. Everything, everything, like, what am I going to, you see me eating. Yeah. Am I going to be like, no, I'm eating this because, it, you know. Either one of those, I guess, wouldn't really concern me. Mine's more of just keep my drinks full and, you know, come over enough in case. Because, like, there's sometimes I need napkins. Like, if you have kids, you run out of napkins quick. You know, and we go out to eat a lot with the kids. Yeah. So, like, it's always, we're running out of napkins. Like, so I like, I, maybe that's probably why I'm more towards, I want them to come over. But we are going to be uh, going to a fancy place tonight. I'm down with it. Because, like, I don't do fancy dinners. Well, here's the thing we eat so much together as a family. Since we do eat out so much together, we just like, okay, well, we don't want to, we don't want to go out to $100 plus dinners every night, you know? So we tend to eat, when we do go out to eat, Sometimes Lindsay and I will share dinner. Like okay. we'll share a, me- a meal because if we know we're getting a good healthy portion, uh, the kids sometimes split. Like we just like we share. I mean, Lindsay share a soda. Like I don't want to have to spend four dollars on a fucking soda if I'm not going to drink all that's, of it. That's a bit aggressive. But we don't go out that much. Like yeah, I, we go out I, all the time. I think part of the reason why Tara loves when you come is because she knows we're going to get to go out to eat. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't we don't really do that. Yeah. So we went on a run. We did. We went on a long run, and then we're going to talk real estate. Okay. Um, yeah, the run felt good, dude. Like, So first, uh, congrats to you for first time being under 190 in a while. <sighs> we weighed ourselves today, too. <sighs> I'm officially, I've officially lost over 50. Jeez. So I was 240 in June. Man, it's crazy. And I've been saying, I, I, have, I don't weigh myself often, but I was saying, like, people ask, you lost some weight? Yeah, how much do you lose? I don't know, between 50 and 60. I assumed I was in the 180s. And then like a couple weeks ago, I started weighing myself weekly. And I've been at like 190, 190, mm-hmm. 190. I'm like, so a bit. And then yeah. I started lifting, which you gain some weight when you lift, which is fine. True. But I'm like, damn it. But today I got back from a long run. I'm like, I feel pretty sucked out. <laughs> like, I'm going to weigh myself. Before I eat lunch, I'm going to go weigh myself. I'm yeah. hungry. I just sweat for two hours straight. Like, if I'm going to be 189, it's going to be right now. Yeah. Well, then you weighed and you're like, hell yeah. I was like, oh shit, I need to weigh myself. Cause I've been running a lot too. And I've been, you know, I haven't been drinking that much, but I don't, I haven't weighed myself. Our scale at home's not working. So like, I haven't weighed ourselves since pre Florida. It's like, I'm probably gonna weigh myself too. Cause I, I'm wearing jeans right now. And I, I put these jeans on and I felt my, usually my ass like sticks out of the jeans. Cause there's the hair too tight when they're like freshly washed. So I put them on and I didn't feel that tightness. I was like, Ooh, I was like, wow, that's a nice feeling. So I go, eh, I probably should weigh myself too. So I go up there and I, I stand on the scale and I usually walk around at like 210. So it, it was 200 exactly. And I said. And you go, take your jeans off. <laughs> take your pants off. Yeah. Like. yeah. I was like, ooh, that's good. If, if it wasn't a mile. Don't ask me twice, Brad. <laughs> it, Don't twist my arm here. If it wasn't a milestone, mm-hmm. but those bleached jeans, I know they were at least <laughs> a half a pound. And I'm like, dude, for a milestone, getting into a new digits, you got, you got. And I had the belt on too. You got to take those pants off. And I did, and it came in at 198.5. <sighs> Haven't been under 200 in and a you long could, time. And you had some more clothing to take off. You probably could have got it down to 197. Well, and I just had two pieces of pizza. I oh, drank you, a seltzer water. You had eaten already. Yeah. <sighs> so I may be like 195 ish, like in the mornings, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dude, like that's a shit that's so motivating. Like when you like, I'll say this, the first like two weeks are always motivating because it's new. Right. Three to like eight is shit for me. Like I'm <laughs> not as motivated anymore. 
But I will say running has something to do with that constant, like, one, it's helped me with, like, wanting to, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cra- I crave that feeling. Mm-hmm. And if it is called yeah. the runner's high or whatever. Yeah, like, the endorphin. I, I mean, you release endorphins yes. when you run, which is but what not, makes you cry after a while. Yeah. But not only that, I see myself improving. I feel better. I'm physically better. I'm mentally better. And then also I got an improvement on my runs. I'm slowly seeing either – maybe it's not time-wise, but when I'm out there and I'm what I – what used to – uh, what I would, how do I say this? What I know, what I used to felt like when I would run two to three miles, right? Versus what I feel like now when I run four to five miles. Absolutely, bro, it's unreal. I didn't see, and again, and this is coming from a guy that has never ran more than like consistently probably a mile or two in his life. I've never, and I've never done this type of. You've thing. topped out at fifteen, sixteen miles a week now for three, four weeks. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Because what do you yeah. right, what did what did today get you to? Do you I don't know? I'll have to check. Because yeah, I figure because I know you did seventeen last week. I think I had you on sixteen the week before, and then the week before that you were in Florida for the first week, so mm, that was fifteen. Yeah. So you're at least. I'm looking right now. I was going to try and get you to twenty this week, but I didn't know what you did before you got here. I'm over. I'm at fifteen point one. Right. So we do two or three tomorrow. Boom, you're yeah, at eighteen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you're averaging. Like two and a half miles per day. Damn, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. And it, and like the rain we did today was what six six and a half miles. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, like six and a half mile loop. There was a there was like one or two times I was telling you I was like I could. So here's the cool part: are my engine, like my how I breathe, my mm-hmm. lungs, they always feel great, always yeah. because it's I keep a slow and steady pace. I try to keep my heart rate down. I want to talk about that. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what gives me the most trouble is my legs. Right. I don't know if they're just not prepared enough yet, but they do burn out relatively quick. Like when I'm constantly running, I can feel the knees. I can feel the quads. I can feel the hamstrings. Like everything's just kind of like burning. Yeah. Like a nice, nice workout. But I'm like, ooh, these are what's going to fatigue me is my legs. Right. You, so, uh, we... Also, too, to your defense, I didn't tell you how far we were going to run. Yeah, I had to kind of like figure so that I out. I told you before we left, I want you to go out like you're running the furthest distance you've ever ran in your mm-hmm. life, and I'll let you know when we get to halfway. Mm-hmm. So then you can at least gauge yourself. And I told you things like you didn't need any food, things like that. Yep. And I think we did like 11, We I think we did 11 30s out. Mm-hmm. Something like we that. We stopped at the halfway point, filmed some content because we're content creators. <laughs> and then I think we, and then I told you we were halfway, and I think we did ten thirties on the way back. Yeah, it was a little. I picked it up a little more, and towards the end, I kind of yeah. fell off. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think so. We must. I think we did the six and a half miles in like one sixteen, something like that. Okay. And then yeah, felt good. Yeah, I'll I'm just a little. I'm good. a little further along in my training. I went out for yeah. a couple more, but yeah, it was great. Well, and I'll feel ready. I. I'll feel good to run a couple more tomorrow for yeah. sure. Like if we run like three, four miles tomorrow. I can't believe what would you what'd you say your heart rate was at? So when we were towards the end, I was sitting at like one eighty. One eighty it was at one eighty five. Dude, I can't I, I operate at a high heart rate. I don't yeah, know what it is. I can't even get my heart rate to that. I mean I'm older. I'm eight years older, so yeah. your max heart rate tends to go is down that bad, as you age. No, I don't I, I I'm not a doctor and I don't know. I just know like resting, like 
if so my resting resting heart rate has gone down quite a bit like it should that shouldn't be over 60 and when i was drinking it was like 70 overnight when i slept and now i'm in the 40s when i sleep yeah usually lately it's been right around like low 60s but like running at the low heart rate like i'll tell you this so i just i try dude on our loop i ran at like 122 and that so that was like 11 30 piece jesus like i'm going to the freaking <laughs> talent that is get a pedicure later or some yeah, shit yeah go with my wife and all the other chicks um <laughs> uh and then but even so on the way back i did uh 145 was my limit and i'll tell you this in june See, that'd be a 13 that'd be a 14 minute pace for me in june when i started running a four a 145 heart rate would be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 12 minute pace, 1230. And I did 845s at that pace today in, so the, just, in the second half of a half marathon. So do I just need to slow down my runs and then until yeah, it builds you just need up? To build an aerobic motor. Or, well, can I just keep running at 185 until it slowly catches up with me? It, there's di- I'm not a scientist. Yeah, there's I don't know different, how it works. Like what I've found success with, right? That's like asking somebody, how should you invest? What I've found success in is running at, what, what runners call a maffetone, which mm-hmm. is a scientist runner, um, which generally is 180 minus your age, and 80 percent of your runs need to be below that heart rate. So I'm 41. That's walking for me. In the beginning, it was for me, Jesus. and it's slowly, yeah. So like I was, I was 40 when I started. So I was running at 140, and I'd said the same thing. I'd go out, especially on a hot summer day. Yeah. I'd be at 140 instantly walking, and um, now. And then, like, your Strava fitness score is based on your heart rate. So I was doing all these runs. I don't know what that is. And my heart rate was going up. So, like, my fitness score. But now I can't – it's, like, hard for me to get my heart rate above 145. And, like, yeah, 80%. So you, you're how old? 30. 30. We'll call it 30. 30, 31, 32. 32. So you – 32. So 180, 150, like – yeah, you'd get like 150 would be like you'd have to keep it under 150. So our first like mile and a half was right. I was stick. I was I didn't look at my pace because I was like, damn, I don't want to know where we were at. So I just kept it on heart rate. Mm-hmm. And for the first like mile and a half, that was the first time I've stayed at like 150 or under for a mile and a half. Because usually the first half mile, I can st- I can stay around there maybe three quarter mile. And then it's, I feel like as soon as I hit over a mile, it jumps up to like 165, 170. And then I coast there for a few miles. And then towards the end, when I'm getting tired, I can see a heart, my heart rate jumping up. One of the uh, hard things about filming or recording these podcasts before they come out is we could say things. And then by the time they come out, things could be completely different. But today, you're very occupied with i am yeah with um i mean like this is gonna come out in two weeks so we'll know but Mm -hmm. oh that's exciting you're trying to buy you you're in florida you're Mm -hmm. renting right now trying to buy a house and when as soon as you got into the airport as soon as you got in my truck last night when i picked you up you were on your phone you're like sorry dude can't talk yeah i'm like all right and uh you know you were like i put an offer on this house it wasn't a great it it was a asking offer but it was underpriced in my opinion. The house was. Yeah, there's going to be multiple offers. So your confidence level of getting this house when you first told me was no. Mm-hmm. And then that really changed yesterday afternoon. So you want to talk about like, 
I think this is interesting for somebody that's trying to buy a house because I, I hear so, like buying a house. So a lot of people are just have given up or like they don't have that confidence or they're like, I'm never going to get one or I can't get a house if I put in asking. Cause that's me. I said to you, like, how do you, how do you get the house then? Like, why not come in over? And you're like, there's other ways to appeal to a seller mm-hmm. to get the house. And you always appeal with like big cash offers, fast closing, no, con- like, can you talk about that quick for something that might be buying a house and also like what you're going through like right now? Yeah. I mean, obviously like for most buyers, like if you can come in with an all cash offer, that's nice because that's guaranteed financing. So there's no hiccups that are going to happen along the way of closing. And you can also be pretty flexible and usually close within like seven to 14 days. So like that buyer could be out of their house by next week. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, but that's not, that's not the typical, like that's not the norm. Um, another thing you can help with is like no contingencies. So, so like, I have no idea what that is. So I like, hear it all the time. Like I watch, I watch yeah. million dollar listing cause oh, that shit's yeah. dope. But like I never, when they're all like no contingencies, no cash off, I have no idea what they're talking about. So like a contingency means like you're, you can buy the house if A, B or C happens. So like, let's say you and Tara were going to sell this house and you were looking to buy something else, then maybe you found something pretty quick, but you made a contingency that the offer you submitted was based on this house selling. Okay. So like this house has to close before you can officially buy theirs. So like that would be a contingency that you would make. And that protects you in that contract. For sure. Because if you don't ever sell this, then you don't have to buy, you don't technically have to buy that house. Okay. So since Lindsay and I have already sold our home in Missouri, we've moved to Florida and we're renting month to month. Like we are pretty flexible right now. Like we're paying for it in rent, but that's what we wanted. We wanted to be the flexibility to help us. And so I let my realtor know when he made the offer, I was like, hey, make sure you tell the seller's agent that we are very flexible and we can work around almost pretty much any ordeal that these sellers have. And I knew from talking to the neighbor when we looked at the house that the neighbor came out and she said, oh yeah, they're, they are. And I always like to ask as much as, as many questions as I can, because the more you know, the better your deal can be. So I knew that the sellers, they were staying in the neighborhood that we're looking to buy. The only thing is, is that they're just they were outgrowing their house. You could tell they had a bunch of kids in there just from the furniture. So they just needed a bigger home basically. So the neighbors like, "Yeah, they're just moving where there's like a new phase of that subdivision and they're building all new bigger homes. That's where they're moving to." So I told Lindsay, I was like, "Well, this is going to be great because obviously like they have an idea when their house is, you know, going to be built. That's the contractor told them." Exactly. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Right. So what I said was, I go, what's cool is like with this flexibility offer on our closing for closing date. And then they asked, so, oh, that's, so this is what happened. So I said that, you know, be flexible on closing. We can work with whatever. Cause I didn't know like how far they out, were out from the building. Well then, so their agent talked to my agent in Austin, my agent in Florida. He's like, Hey JJ, would you be open to leasing the property to the sellers? until their house is fully completed. He goes, that may be like the latest, at, it would be like September. Explain what that means. Yeah, so basically we would close on the house. The The home would be ours, but the sellers of that property would stay in the house after closing. And pay you rent. Correct. They would pay me rent every month until their lease date's up, which would be an agreed upon date for that. On after that date, they have to be out no matter what. 
and me and Lindsay and the kids move in. Pros and cons of that for each party are? Pros are you can negotiate the rent price. So like this may be an opportunity where I get my mortgage paid for and maybe make a couple hundred bucks, um, you know, for, I mean, a couple months, but yeah. I'm going to try and make it the deal go in my favor a little bit. Um, also, it's most likely going to get the deal done to where we can maybe get this house again. We have nothing in writing yet, so I can't yeah, say cause I have some, it. Cause somebody comes in with an offer that's for sure 10% more than yours, but they need to move in right away. The, the sellers might be like, it might not be worth that 10% for well, us to have to... That happened. Okay. So they that house on day one has gotten four got four offers on day one of listing. And I I told Lindsay right away, because like I've been I've been staring at the real estate market in Florida for the past m- few months. So I know every house that comes on the market. I know when it, how fast it's going off. I've been keeping an eye on all this shit. And when I saw this house pop up and how nice it was, and what I saw that for that price price point... I knew for a fact that house was going to go like that. And it, it would have. You know, I mean, it, it's, it is. Like, there's already four offers on day one, and there's two over-purchase price offers. They, so they offered more than the price was listed at, which I had. I was fully aware that was going to happen. I even told you that when you picked me up. Yeah. Well, us having this flexibility, I think that may be what seals the deal for us. You know? Like, it may be worth uh, them not having to move twice, move into a short-term rental, and then be able to move back out. Because you just moved. That sucks. That sucks, dude, so much. And with, if you have kids... It's even worse. You don't want to be finding a rental, moving to a rental. No. And then in a couple of months, uprooting... Like, kids need consistency. Mm-hmm. So the sellers are in a position where they're like, there's a price that we're going to pay for convenience and a for price sure. that we're going to lose. For sure. And the same reason that you're kind of overpaying for rent than you would for a mortgage, convenience. they're willing to pay just to stay where they are, keep their kids in the same spot, yep. let them finish school when they. When do they finish school in in, uh, in down in Florida? End of June, May, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like we're done in the end of June. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, the the so the pros for them and taking that for you are they don't have to move twice. Yeah. Which is well, and if they couldn't find a home in well i guess their home would be being built so maybe they could use that but like for their kids starting school next year like you got to show proof of address and stuff yeah you know so like that could be if you like what would you have to evict them like if it got to september and they weren't out i mean i would work with them obviously because like it's a kind of a weird deal but like if they it ever ever if it ever came to the point actually the lease says that it was like based on florida section article 2azy like you know so you already proposed is that what you were talking with mm-hmm. them today so you already proposed the lease to them uh my without the rent price i'm waiting on my lender to send me an a more a more actual idea of what my mortgage is going to be. I mean, I did it based on like my numbers. I know roughly probably within a hundred bucks what it's going to be, but I like to overshoot numbers quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So like I overshot taxes, I overshot insurance. So mine may be a little more expensive. Um, so that's what I'm waiting on the lender to do is to give me a more now, exact do, number. Do you think this might be going on with one of the other ones? Like what if, uh, I mean, what if, if, what if, I don't know. What could. if your rent is 28 and then somebody else's is 22? Very well could be. So, but like, are you thinking about that when you're making a rent amount? Because you you said no. you want to make a little skin in the game. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. You're not just saying, hey, I need to break even on my mortgage and that's it. Mm-mm. I mean, that's what I'm telling them, but they don't know what my mortgage is. Right. Like, they're not going to know. 
Yeah. So like if, if my mortgage, let's say my mortgage is. And it's also too, you're overpaying to stay in the nice place that you're in now that you're overpaying for. Yeah. So they essentially got to cover your mortgage and above market price of what you're currently living in as well. Right. Because like, yeah, you can break even on your mortgage over there, but if you were only planning to overpay mm-hmm. where you're renting now for a couple months and now that's going to be seven, eight months, yeah. that's a lot more money out of your pocket. For sure. Wow. So, But now, okay, you said enrolling in school though. Mm-hmm. Is this in the same place that you're renting as far as where your kids would go to school? Different elementary. Because you have to enroll Mace. Mm-hmm. So what would be the deal with that then? Because we'd be able if to they use... stay there, it's still their utilities and everything, right? And when you yeah. enroll, don't you need utilities and stuff like that? So we could use, and Lindsay's got a call on this on Monday, but I'm thinking we can use that lease, and then we can use something else with that property address to show proof. Because you're still gonna have a mortgage. Yeah, like we we'll, we can show proof that of ownership we own the house, and that this is, and with the lease stating like they're gonna be out in September that we're going to be there majority of the school year. Why would I send my kid to a different elementary school to start brand new in first grade whenever he's going to be living somewhere else a month after they start school? Yeah. And it's going to show it's your primary residence as well. Yeah. So I think it'll work. I don't think that'll be a big deal. Um, When did, when did they say their house was going to be built? It's being built now. It's going to be done in September. Yeah. So everything needs to go right. Uh, basically, but the hard stop, it would be like, that would kind of be shitty on their part. Cause like in those lease terms, it says like, they're going to be out September. So if they were like, Oh, well, we need to stay, then it's going to be renegotiated on rent and all that stuff. Cause all it's going to go up. Yeah. Like I'm not going to, all it's going to take is one Florida hurricane. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know. <laughs> Jeez. But no, like if it comes September and they're like, Hey, we need another month or two. I'm like, Hey, well, I need another couple hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, or more. Because then you're in a Because I want to get in the house, obviously, you know. <laughs> and then you're in a position, too, to be like, well, you told me you're going to be out in September. I have a lease until September where yeah. I'm currently at. Yep. So if you need to extend, I need to extend, and you're fucking me over eight ways to Wednesday, so you're going to owe me a couple more times. Basically, what would probably happen is they would still have to move out and just figure out a place to rent, unfortunately. Like, that would suck for them. So it's pretty safe to say that you at least have to be a front runner for the house if the seller is... I would say so. ...moving this far... And also moving this far into the weekend. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, they could have been like, hey, we'll talk to you Monday, bro. Have a All great right. day. I feel like most real, stuff's, real estate stuff goes through the weekend, too. Oh, it does? Yeah. They're just trying to get the deal done? Yeah. Faster the better. And I'm over here like, what happened? What mm-hmm. happened? So what are you talking with him now? Uh, we're waiting to hear the mortgage amount from the lender. Okay. I want a more exact amount than just my numbers. But now is the bank working on the weekends? The guy I work with does, yeah. Oh, that's good news, too. Yep. Oh man, so yeah. so exciting! So you in might, the house, dude. Like you might be getting on a plane tomorrow, knowing you got a house for sure. That yeah, could be signing a contract tonight. Isn't that crazy? In this house, too, man. Like I don't know if I remember. I can't remember if I said it last week or if we were talking about it. But this is the first house in Florida that we've been looking at for. And we've been looking for a bit mm-hmm. that checks everything off our list. Like everything. So hard to do. Yeah, and then it has awesome amenities. Oh man. Isn't that cool? Dude's got a lazy river. Lazy river, like slides for the kids, like actual water slides. Very nice. 15 miles of running trails. And like fitness centers. Oh, yeah. That gym is nice. Be cool, man. It's got a nice yard. Yeah. Ah, 
the, the traditional and it's a cul-de-sac street and like so that was the another thing that really sold us in the house is it's a super nice street close to the cul-de-sac and the neighbor uh mom was like yeah there's 20 different kids that live on this street. and like the street's not huge yeah and she goes every house she's like pointing at that one she's like they just had a new baby two weeks ago this one's got a four and a nine-year-old this one's a 13 year old blah 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 she goes so we have cul-de-sac parties like once a week and do this and i'm like oh it's so cool like kids can just run around and play and because we didn't have that in Missouri. We were on like kind of a busier street and just, you know. Was it really a street or was it a long driveway? <laughs> yeah, sure. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> it was farm town road. To... Yeah, I know. But like, why, why is every porch in Florida screened in? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, mm. And let's talk about when you. Uh... There are a lot of lizards down there, but those lizards find their way under the screen. So I don't know if that's it. Mm. What was the look on my daughter's face when you called it supper? Oh, dude, that was hilarious. Because she's, ve- she's very, like, ha- holds conversation. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm like, hey, Avery. She, so I got, I think I got out of the cold plunge or something. I don't remember. She was outside with me. And she was, oh, she was eating her cookie I got her. And I was asking her about her cookie. And I was like, what'd you have for supper? And she looked at me like, Deer in the headlights. I was like, Did she, not hear she wasn't being shy because she talks. Like oh, I said, yeah, she, no. she holds conversation. Yeah, I was like, well, I go, what'd you have for supper? And she just looked at me and like I could tell she like didn't know what to do. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, Avery, I was like, would you eat something for supper? Like, she looked at me again. Like, I go, I, I don't. And then she, I could tell she like wanted to move on to the, something else. And I go, oh my gosh. I go, do you not know what supper is? And she goes, like, sugar head like this. I go, oh, honey. I'm like, I go, what'd you have for dinner? And she goes, oh, I had whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, that's so funny. Well, dude, I forget, too, that the little kid uh, Mace was playing with, and we were in Arizona. I asked, I said the same, kind of the same thing. He was, he was, uh, he came over to, to see if we could, the kids could play. And I go, well, I said, maybe we'll be out a little bit, but I said, we got to go eat supper, and I'm making supper right now. He goes, what's supper's? <laughs> And I was like, Jesus Christ, these kids don't know what supper is. No, we don't. It's so crazy. They have no idea what supper yeah. is. It's like your kids don't know what a hero is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go grab some heroes. Yeah, they'd be like, what? Superheroes? I, I, I had a buddy come, and I was like, yeah, we'll grab some chicken parm heroes for dinner. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm sorry, what? I'm like, a chicken parm hero? Like, And he's like, huh? I'm like, a, I thought the hero thing. I was like, a sub. Yeah. And he's like, wait, you put chicken parm on a sub and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> so i was like that's what we're having for dinner and he like held it he was like this is this is incredible yeah, i'm like are you from california they don't have chicken parm heroes the yeah. old the good old ccph i will say the subs here i mean there is a lot of good food in new york dude like those any sandwich we get is always bomb pizza is always good i don't uh, want to hype too much up tonight too much but i'm excited dude like you liked tellers, yes. This is like you're gonna be like, man, that teller. I don't know. It's like Tara and I. We've been there. Where's it at? Is it in? We're going up to the North Shore. Cool. And um, like kind of where I work, almost. You're gonna get an idea of like the kids I teach. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, like we went there for like our anniversary, like our one year anniversary. Not three years. Like now it's. It's not big deal. It's too fancy for three year anniversary. Wow. And uh, then we went again on five. So we've been there twice on two anniversaries. So what's the bill gonna look like? 
we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about that. We're just gonna go out there. Right. And we're gonna make memories. Okay. We're just gonna go out there and make memories. Let's do it, dude. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Do you have the card or do I have the card? I think we both have one. Oh, we do. Yeah. I got mine fixed because it was not working forever. <laughs> well, yeah. That's so it. Tomorrow, what do we got? Um, another. Well, we'll get to get to my 18, 17, 18 miles. Yeah, we're gonna clean up miles. And get to goal miles for the week. Another cold plunge. Which, by the way, mine today felt much better than the last two. Cold plunge without question, and then we're gonna work on some twenty rep max uh, in the weight room. We're gonna get a. We need a bro workout, dude. What, you want to do glamour muscles? Yeah, I do. I gotta put some meat on these arms. We'll do glamour muscles with the with the uh, rep max. I still gotta do my hundred push-ups today too. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna watch you do those. <laughs> For Saint Jude, baby. And I think we'll get home from dinner tonight. Maybe we'll record. So if you're listening now, in yeah. one week yeah. you'll get the post dinner. And then we may even try and record again tomorrow before you get on a plane. Yeah, that'd be nice. And just you gotta check out the video too. It's so much. You guys can see us live in person on YouTube. It's so much. It's weird how much more productive we are when we're sober. Usually, when you get here, I mean, we yeah, I mean, we film one, and then the, the maybe we'll get a second. No, we usually try and like force yeah, a second. Yeah, and then we're always like, we're gonna do five this weekend, and then the third one never, never happens because we're all like, "Hi guys, welcome back." Mm-hmm. Or we're like, "Hey, you wanna go to another bar or something?" Yeah, should we Jeez. should we stay out and. Which I'm not like hating on that. Like, no, it's just different. Cause like, it's a new perspective. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's it feels good, dude. Yeah, and I don't want to keep harping on it, but like, it fucking feels good to be, to feel better physically. It has nothing to do with the running. Just yeah, to feel good. Yeah. So, let's uh, I'll tell you this, and then we can wrap it up. But I'm a little nervous still for this. 100k race dude yeah you should be like i'm nervous too terrified i just don't know like uh like i ran those six and a half miles seven miles today and i'm like that's not even a quarter of the way done you just had to do what we did today. and it was flat and on the road you just had to do what we did today 10 times with eleven thousand more feet of elevation yeah on, if I, on rocky terrain. So here's the thing. If I do my seven threes and my legs don't give out on me too quick, which is why I need to really focus on building that muscle up these next three, four months, I think I can complete at least half the rate. I think I could do a 50K. We, uh, 100K, though, man. Like I'm, We were going to do some power I'm hiking fathom. today and get your shoes dirty. But, yeah. yeah. Well, hang on, though. Your shoes, though. I, so I FaceTimed my <laughs> wife. And did I not tell you, I said, she's going to agree with me 100% because I also know happy wife, happy life. And if I came home with my brand new shoes, I just spent 160 fucking dollars on that I shouldn't have spent that much money. And I'd come back, I'm like, here are my shoes. And I know could have put them my wife goes, I could throw them in the washing machine for you or something if you need to. Brand new shoes in the wash already, though? Like No, you don't put your shoes in the wash. It's, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Well, I do because I want to rewear them. But so, is, so is thinking about, like, I don't know. But I, but I get I, shoes. But hang on. I said, though, I, I want to wear like, these those are... shoes out, too, though. Yeah, you, you I don't want to just – I didn't want to have muddy-ass shoes. Like, I kind of bought them to wear out as well because I, yeah. I like the shoe. No, I have my go-out shoes, yeah. yeah. 
I have become a bit of a shoe guy. I, I wasn't go a shoe, out guy. shoe now. Like, yeah, I wasn't a have, shoe dude? guy. Do you have your shoe or walk around the house? I, I'm wearing them. They're, wearing they're my slippers. But no, but what I realized, and this is what I said to you, like when you have different shoes for different things, like every shoe's not as versatile as we want them to be. Mm-hmm. And like I focus on the care of my feet running 50 miles a week. Like I have to, I saw a difference when, I wore different shoes for different things and kept my feet in the best shape they could be. So like tonight I'm going to wear in like my nice stiff, nice shoes that are going to like be good for recovery. I'm wearing my Hey Dudes. I love those shoes. You've had them since before Skechers bought them. You had Hey Hey Dudes before they were cool. Or not Skechers. Um, No, Crocs bought them. Crocs, yeah. Crocs bought them. And I remember you being like, man, I'm going to write to CEO. I want to invest in this company. They weren't public yet. I know. And I was like, hey, dudes. And you're like, dude, I'm telling you. I made some decent money on that, too, on Crocs. The, oh, you bought? you bought, I bought them at like the June lows of 40 bucks. And they when hey dude, When Hey Dude bought them? No, they already owned. They bought Hey Dude in like that January. Okay. But I bought them then, too, before that. Then they announced the Hey Dude acquisition, got excited. And then they, like, whenever inflation spiked back in June and then October again, Crocs dropped to like a f- low of like 40 but they had like so much cash in the bank. They were, I mean, they were set up perfectly. And then I heard an interview with the CEO. He's like, I don't know why. He's like, our stock's getting, he goes, what's happening is our stock is getting put into the meme stock space. He goes, but we're not a meme stock. We're profitable. We have billions of dollars in the cash. He's like, whatever. I mean, that's fine. Cause like, we're all buying it right now. And I was like, Shit, yeah, that sounds cool. And then literally like a month or two later, it was up over a hundred bucks. They are getting more popular too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I remember when they first came out. Yeah. And we were making fun of them. They're like an the old dad. No, uh, Crocs. Oh, Crocs. Yeah. We we're like every, there was like the old dad or the you know. Now every single one of my students. All the kids wear them. Yeah. My, that's all my son and daughter wears. Is the Crocs? Yeah. Every like, day. I'm probably gonna have to get my kids a pair of Crocs. I kind of want a pair still. I just never bought them because I don't buy more than one pair of shoes. Yeah, I'm gonna try and talk into getting another brand that I won't say on the podcast because I'm not gonna. For a running shoe? No, no. Like a Crocs competitor. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you about it off air. Until Never they, thought I'd be wearing New Balance for my running shoe. Until they tell me, until they pay me. Uh, yeah. Dad. I loved them. Dude, you looked good. They felt good. Felt good. I didn't get blisters because I had those cushion socks. Socks make a big difference. Yeah, man. they do. All right, let's not babble and keep these heels yeah, here yeah, yeah. longer than they need to be. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, check us out on YouTube if you're not. And real quick, too. Yeah. Join the Discord. <sighs> Discord. We still have the spots open for 250 a month. It's we're going to $2.50. Let's be honest. We're, um, I'm, I don't have the time or the energy to go in there and change the price. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's well, and it's a way to, like, if you guys enjoy the podcast and you get motivation out of it or, like, it's it, 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 it's something you listen to on your Monday's end of going to work, like, mm-hmm. it is a way to help support. Like, we don't yeah. make much money off this thing. It's more of a hobby project for us. Keeping old episodes on Spotify and things like that costs some money. That does money. <laughs> and then, like, when we're not in person, like, we got Zoom praying for and stuff like that. But, like, mm-hmm. it's more of just like a, you know. I used to. Re- I and, used we're, and you're getting value from it, too. It's not like you're just supporting the podcast and that's it. Like, come join the Discord and talk about we post our runs in there. We, you know, we got, who was it that just, Corey, he just ran his first mile the other day. He said, I haven't run a mile in 20 years 20 or something years like that. that yeah. So, like, there's people, you know, getting motivated and doing stuff in there. And so we're all trying to motivate each other. So, if anything, maybe it'd be one cool one day to do, like, a Discord trip. 
and we all meet up somewhere and do like a like a, a massive run for the Discord. Group runs. Yeah. Group runs, and then we can do some investing and some day trading and look at some real estate. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the next episode.